Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Inspirational Living Podcast. I'm Ryan Cassidy. And I'm Marianne Johansson. Inspirational Living Podcast is a weekly show that inspires and motivates you to live an emotionally and spiritually balanced life. Join us today as we continue with our series based on Carl Jung's Archetypes. And today we will delve into the topic of magic, signs, and imagination. So go ahead and sit back, get cozy, grab yourself a cup of something good as we travel into the world of the archetype of the magician. Good morning, everyone, or good evening, depending on which time of day you're tuning into the show today. Um, Today we're going to introduce you to another one of the archetypes, and we hope to be able to bring you some more information about each of the other archetypes in the future as we continue to work our way around the archetypal wheel. And just to review what an archetype is, in case anybody is tuning in for the first time and didn't get a chance to hear our last show. Um, The term archetype comes from the Greek word archon, which means original or old, and typos, which means pattern or model or type. And when you put it together, it means original pattern. And the Swiss psychologist Carl Jung believed that there were 12 main archetypes that reside in our human mind, deep in our unconscious mind and in the collective unconscious of the world. And he believed that, excuse me, that we adopt several archetypes throughout our lifetime and they play a different role in our stories and in our life story. And sometimes we can have a certain archetype pop in and out playing supporting roles. But Jung believed that we have one main archetype at play in our life that drives our personality and our emotions and our motivations. So the The 12 main archetypes that there are are divided into um, four cardinal points. And those four cardinal points are divided into another three subsections. So just kind of imagine a wheel divided into four sections and each fourth divided into another three. And the four sections relate to these four different aspects. One is the spiritual journey. Two is the need for structure. Three, the connection to others. And four is your desire to leave a mark. And the three subcategories inside the fourth relate to either self, ego, or soul. So today we're going to really just focus on the archetype of the magician, which actually falls in the area of the desire to leave a mark on the world. And that connects to the subcategory of self. So, Marianne, do you want to continue with introducing the archetype? Yeah, sure, Ryan, and thanks for that uh, summing up of, of what an archetype is. Um, it's definitely helpful for me also to <laughs> to to, um, to get reacquainted with it. Um, so today we're going to take a look at an archetype who is shrouded in mystery and awe and who holds traits such as transformation, creation, and alchemy but who also, on the flip side, may bring about distraction, manipulation, and altering of reality. 
So the magician, when he or she is fully rounded and integrated, can be a catalyst, uh, a visionary, a medicine man or woman, and a healer. So he or she holds knowledge from ancient times and keeps up to date with present circumstances as well. If I say Gandalf or Yoda, Merlin, Dumbledore, I think many of us can easily picture the qualities of a magician and what uh, they stand for. In their highest form, they work for the good of all and act as a solid safeguard. They think about the continuous improvement of circumstances for themselves, but also very much so for those um, around them. That's nice. According to... uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, according to um, to Scott Jeffrey Ryan, um, whose website I checked out today's show, the magician also represents the ritual elder, meaning the one who supports and helps the young ones mature into adulthood. The ritual elder acts like a rock, a, a stable source of intellect and wisdom that the young generation can go to for worldly or universal and societal advice. Um, There are two gentlemen called Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette, both uh, Jungian analysts and and, um, much more to their um, (laughs) bio as well. But they have written a book um, about the uh, masculine archetype. And they say that this ritual elder is to a high degree missing from today's society. And this is a book written in 1992. But um, but I think this statement is, is still true today, sadly that leaving many young people wandering about looking for an anchor or reference point for their masculinity and their masculine role in society. Um, Now, these two gentlemen wrote their book about the masculine archetypes, but we'll we'll get to the feminine aspects in a bit as well. But, But Ryan, I really love that the magician archetype also has that role of the uh, the wise elder. I think it's a role that can give great comfort and support to others and maybe especially the younger people. And I really do believe that this absence of ritual elders is very much felt today as well, not only in the masculine sense and for masculinity, but also for, for women alike. But um, but I guess before I researched the magician for today's show, I didn't really consider that that, that role of a ritual elder was included in the magician archetype. But But you know, somehow it, it's a natural part of this archetype and, and the skills, as, as uh, we'll see. And uh, I think I think it makes sense. Yeah, Marianne, as you're saying that, it reminds me of, you know, like even in my own life, I think about how important going to an elder was, you know, and I often went to my grandmother. Mm-hmm. She was the elder that I would turn to in my, you know, whenever I had questions when while she was alive. Um, and I really valued her opinion, like, and her stories, and I just really appreciated that time with her. So, yeah, having that um, that elder there for you in your life is extremely important, especially as you, you're growing up and you need someone, like you said, like an anchor. Um, and I also learned as I was doing research for the show that the, the magician was also known as the healer. So I think about that elder in, in many cultures, the, the one that you mentioned, as being like a shaman or a medicine woman or a medicine man or, you know, just that grandma that you would go to for, for comfort. And, and then I'm also drawn to the question of, you know, who in the family dynamic plays that role? 
because although a grandmother could play that role as that elder or that wise one or the medicine um, woman or the medicine man, also think about how how a mother plays that role, right, or even a father, um, or even I think sometimes children can even be that in, in the place of that role as well. Mm. Oh, definitely. And, and um, I think it's really fascinating. And, and like you say, you can go to your your grandmother or, or you know, many people maybe don't have that uh, close relation anymore because the families don't live together. In, in a lot of countries or cultures, the family doesn't live together with the elder, um, older people in, in their family. So somehow creating that connection is, is uh, I, I find also is really important and, and helpful, you know, for the young ones. Um, so really good point. Um, well, I think, you know, if if we uh, we may think of the magician as being sometimes also like a male fairy tale figure, like the ones I already mentioned, Gandalf and, and Dumbledore, and, but it's not an archetype only reserved for men, and it's very much an important archetype, according to Jung. Um, we as women can also easily fall into the category of the magician as well as the traits, you know, also belong in the fields of invention, technology, language, law, astronomy, medicine, and so on. And Scott Jeffrey, whose website I visited, um, also writes that specialized training of all kinds draws on the magician energy and um, that they have a knack for drawing on hidden knowledge too. So there's, a, there's also an air of mastery surrounding the magician. Well, let's get into how we can, um, how this uh, archetype can motivate us, right? And the magician is the true manifester and can really help bring form to any visionary dreams or desires. And it's known that the magician is powerful, a powerful creator, a visionary. And so in your everyday life, think about when you adopt the archetype of the magician, you are owning this intuitive, this really intellectual part of your own psyche that intuitively knows you have the ability to make something great happen in your life. And I know that sounds like really new age, right? Like I, it's one of those affirmations, I can or I am. But remember that this archetype sits in the area of power and the ability to make a mark. So with that comes a great ability to see dreams into realization. And I find this so exciting because I think we have all felt this sense of power at one stage or or another in our own lives, you know, this time where we put on that magician's hat and we said, yes, I can do this and I will make this happen. Yeah, definitely fine. Um, And um, it's interesting if we can try to find points in our life, like you say, where, where we have put on that magician hat or, or maybe some of us are even are the, um, the magician, you know, like you're in the in character or archetype. Um, so you mentioned some of the really positive um, aspects of the magician and uh, as uh, we live in this duality world, uh, we might all, there's also some challenges that are connected with um, with each archetype and um, when we think of the magician or sorceress traits we might also think of how their powers are able to bend reality or energy either way as, as they desire 
And in this way, I believe we all magicians, to a, like you also said, to a higher or lower degree sometimes. But um, so the magician has some shadow sides too, or challenges, as uh, everyone does. <clears throat> Excuse me. Since um, the magician holds such an enormous amount of knowledge, and including hidden knowledge, and have this innate worldly wisdom in their grasp, um, it is as if by you know the powers of duality of this world, they have put a seed of potential misuse of that knowledge and wisdom for evil or selfish gain. Um, so Jung described this the shadow side of the magician as the manipulator. Excuse me. Pardon me. The, mani- uh, the manipulator aspect can be that of a detached or cold, cynical side to the individual, or it can be a denying, quote-unquote, I'm innocent aspect, nevertheless, still manipulative. And having that dual aspect challenge sometimes means the mission necessary to go within, to detach from the world and contemplate the use of his or her powers. The question the magician has to answer is, do you want to use your powers and skills for greatness for all, or do you want to use them for your own benefit and preservation at the expense of others? So that's a pretty big moral responsibility that the magician has to face. And, you know, the saying, with great power comes great responsibility. And I know that many ascribe this saying to the Spider-Man comics, but, but actually similar Proverbs can be found in religious texts as well, and I think it's just worth noting the potential seriousness of this in a way, as uh, you know we can really witness in in our world that the power is a tricky thing. It, it does give the holder a potential conundrum, like do I do my work and my deeds for me or for us for us all? Yeah, um, you know, so, I I think of it as like. When when I talked to um, some of my kids at school, like because I'm a teacher, as I've mentioned before, um, and I've asked them those questions, you know, and, and these are little kids, so sometimes you get the, the craziest, the funniest answers out of them. But I'll ask them things like, you know, if you could have the ability to do anything in the world, what would you do with that power, right? And then you get the craziest answers, like I would have pizza every night for dinner, you know. Like so, kids often think about that in in their lives, like how would they use that power to benefit them, right? Um, and sometimes you get like you know kids saying, oh yeah, I would do something really great for everyone, you know, pizza party for everyone in the world, right? So. <laughs> um, yeah. You're right. It's that power, that having the ability to have that and to manifest that. Imagine what you would do with it. And sadly, I think we have yeah. seen too many examples in the world of people using it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, definitely. And you know, another question you know we sometimes get is, is like, uh, if you were king of the world or queen of the world, what would you do? You know, and uh, like, mm-hmm. like and you also tickle the imagination. <laughs> Even to um, to adults, I think. <laughs> but, Definitely. Um, yeah, um, and I think another example of the manipulating side of society is the the advertising industry. You know, I think of how how we are affected by ads on on TV and on the internet. Um, and the, there's another manipulator. So that's like the detached manipulator. So Jung describes this other side of the mani- or other shadow aspect of the manipulator is the one who actually thinks 
thinks that they are doing good in the world and don't realize that inside they're actually feeling inferior to others. So it's like stepping on others in order to reach higher. And so, so there's that side too also, the, the challenge of uh, the magician. Yeah. Um, before we get into how it relates to our family work and relations <laughs> and business, um, you know, I was thinking, Marianne, because... I know Jung believes that there's just like one main driving archetype in our life, but I kind of feel like, and, I, and I've read a lot, like, and I'm sure you have read it too during the research for this uh, show, but a lot of the research said that we can put on different hats during different times. So like even from day to day, we might be playing a different role, right? We might be, we might be putting on a hat of a different archetype um, throughout our week. Um, and so just imagine mm-hmm. how those situations appear in your life and how you might actually be putting on that magician's hat um, one day, but then the next day you might be the hero, right? Um, So I don't know. I just, I don't really, as much as I love Carl Jung and I love his ideas, I just, I kind of struggle with that concept of that we play one main archetype. I don't know. What do you think? Mm. I don't know. Also, I think maybe maybe he's uh, he's maybe, maybe there's one main underlying characteristic about us, and, and then we can from that we can go, you know, like you say, from day to day and 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 pick a hat, you know, like we have all the the hats hanging in our hallway and with the, on the different racks, and we can go up and, and right. pick one as 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 it suits the, the the circumstance or the day or the task we have to do. I don't. I kind of think of it like that, also. But but I maybe I do think that there is. We have this underlying where the main traits um, or, or traits of one archetype fills us more than than the others, and then we can kind of, in order to navigate life and situations, we go and pick the hats. Or I don't know if we do it consciously or maybe um, subconsciously also sometimes. Yeah, subconsciously. It's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Mhm. Oh, it is interesting. You know what would be a good thing to to research is how um, archetypes relate to, like, zodiac signs, like star signs, and how it relates to numerology, right? Um, I think that would be a kind of fascinating area to research as well. Yeah. Perhaps another show. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Right. Good idea. Okay, so let's get into how it can relate to family, work, relationships, and business. Um, so let's talk about how the, um, the, the magician shows up in your work life, right? So, and I think because one of the main characteristics of a magician is being a really strong leader um, who's like really well-liked, admired, very charismatic, um, this can easily show up in a work situation. This can easily show up in a business um, place or even like in your own personal um, you know, personal business if you're an entrepreneur. And the the motto of the magician is, I make things happen. So think about having some really amazing, charismatic leader coming into your office and going, I will make it happen. You want this? I'll make it happen, right? Like, who doesn't want that? <laughs> I, I would love having a leader that just comes in and you're like, I need a new this. And they're like, I will make it happen, Right. So that is the magician that comes Great. in and is just like, I'm going to do it, right? That real go-getter. Oh, 
McDreamy, right? Mm-hmm. Mr. What is it? Who is it? Mr. Mc, <laughs> McDreamy? <laughs> McDreamy? <laughs> it reminds me, it reminds me of these like salesmen and these saleswomen who, who are so charming and you just like, you just really get hooked into that pitch that they tell you, right? And you're like, yes, I need five vacuums now, right? Um, but it's just that real charming personality. Um, and yeah. then there's the, the magician that shows up, um, you know, in your own personal life as well because the magician has this gift of getting results, right? They, they have the gift of um, being very resourceful and finding answers and taking something that can be challenging and really transforming it into something else that can, that can maybe make them stronger and, you know, make them stronger, make the business stronger, make everybody in the, involved better. And so the magician also sees potential in everything and everyone and tries to find a purpose for everyone and a purpose for everything. And, um, and I think this ties in really well with family dynamics. Um, you know, for example, a, a, parent is of, a parent often tries to see the best outcome for, you know, for everyone, and they diligently are trying to lead their children to fulfill their, you know, their greatest and their highest potential, you know, get into the best college, get good grades, you know, make that goal, right? Um, whether it's academic or, you know, sports, performing arts or, or anything. Um, and this makes me also think of what they call that, um, you know, in Hollywood, my mom used to be a talent agent. And I remember her telling me loads of stories about stage moms in Hollywood and how they would just have this really strong will and focus to get their kids in. They're like, my child will get this part. They will do it, right? Mm. So I suppose that... Um, that that would be also considered, you know, it could be kind of a, an annoying shadow side of the magician, right, as well, just that real master of manipulation, I'll do anything I need to do to get what I want, right? Um, or or even that child who really wants <laughs> those Robux, and they'll just come up to you and they'll just charm their way into getting the Robux so that you're, you know, you really don't want to spend the money on it, but they just manage to manipulate the situation somehow. They ask you when you're you're full of like a million things and you're not even thinking and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever. And then you've already promised them Robux that happened to me the other day. Um, so (laughs) yeah, these are, this is how it can show up in like that family dynamic. Mm, Definitely. And you know, the master, master, skillful manipulator. Um, I I definitely, (laughs) recognize this with uh, my son as well and um, it's not long ago that I bought Robux as well and I don't know how they do it <laughs> it's uh, some innate skill that they have I think uh, <laughs> and you trick them to it um, many times but um, I, you know when you were talking about uh, stage moms in Hollywood and you know, I, I still think of advertising also they, they must be great advertisers as well because they can really sell something and and you you may not even need it like you're talking about the vacuum cleaner or you know you may not even need it but they're just so skillful at selling it and talking about it talking it up and so you think that oh well I must have this you know and and I think this is like getting back to advertising it and it's it's really an art of manipulation really um if you think about it <laughs> and um you know I think it's so fa- fascinating to learn about archetypes and uh, because we, we can find ways to identify the different types either in ourselves or 
in those around us. So so we know what's going on when when we or somebody else does something and we can go, ah, there's the hero coming out or here's the magician coming again or or you know, it, it can it can give a newfound twist on, on relationships also. Mm-hmm. And you know, in a in a relationship setting, I, I think this would show up as being someone who might need space to create, right? That person who um, they love being around other people, but they need that time away, right? They need to withdraw a bit. They need time to create. They need time to transform or to dream up new ideas and new projects. So this person might be someone who has a, a really strong faith in their ability to succeed, and they have a really strong desire to see that dream manifest, so they need that time in order to vision it, right? Because they're visionaries at the end of the day. They need the space and they need the time to be able to, to dream that up. And, you know, this might, um, this might also show up as someone who is, you know, willing to take a risk that doesn't have an ideal outcome for everybody involved in the name of that dream, right? So they're, they're very, um, they're risk takers, you know? And, and on the flip side, this might also be someone who can easily come up with a solution. So once they've taken that risk and they're like, whoa, this didn't pan out the way I wanted, they're quick to come up with another solution. They're like, oh, I'm gonna change this around, turn it around to make it um, work for everyone, right? Mm. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, Marianne, as I was thinking about that, it, it reminded me of this movie, um, The Greatest Showman, and the story of P.T. Barnum and, uh, and his desire to have more, right? Like, I can't remember the name of that song in the movie. It was so good. I was in tears watching it. Um, I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like this real dream story where you just see this man who he has a dream and he does it, right? Everybody thinks he's going to fail, and he manages to succeed, um, and he just doesn't give up. But then, like you said before, with great what was it? What was that saying? With great power, what was that Spider-Man saying? You said uh, it was with great power comes <laughs> great responsibility. <laughs> exactly. So with the great power came the, yeah. the responsibility. He he ended up, you know, getting really greedy with all the things that he wanted, and he just wanted more and more and more. So he didn't know where to stop. Right. But gosh, it's a great movie if you haven't it's, seen it. Is this the the Barnum of the the circus, the Barnum and um, Ringling and Ringling? Yeah, what, and Bailey. Yes, uh, Barnum and Bailey's circus. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. This is the movie. Yeah. I, I, okay, I, I went to watch one of those um, shows or what do you call it, performances uh, of this uh, Barnum and Bailey and the Ringling Brothers. I think it was called. I, w- I went to watch it in. Uh, in New York or New Jersey, I can't remember where. It was an amazing show. Oh wow! <laughs> so I just yeah yeah. Um, I have pictures of it still, but that was back in eighty eighty something. <laughs> so, but that back was in the day before but, yeah, no, I, <laughs> before cell phones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but that, I still haven't seen that movie, and um, I, I remember you recommending it um, before. Um, so definitely, that that could be something for our listeners to 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 check out also to that that show to give an example of the magician. Um, well, Ryan, I think we're we're nearing the end of today's show, but uh, we hope that we've been able to shed some light on the magician type archetype for all of you today, and may have 
maybe have spiked your interest in finding out if you carry these traits or if maybe you can identify someone in your family or social circle as having strong magician aspects in them. So we just like to say thank you very much for staying with us and hopefully we'll meet again for our next show. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. And if you have any questions, give us an email at inspirationallivingpodcast at gmail.com. So with that, we'll leave you with our roomy quote, the inspiration you seek is already within you. Good night, everyone. Good day. Good night, everyone.